You're listening to Transform Squadron, the podcast of ZoneBase.org. I'm Rob. Hey. Hi. This is the December 2018 edition of the show. And being that it's December, of course, it's Christmas time. And if you've been looking at ZoneBase.org, you'll notice I started a bit of Christmas uh, programming in with the normal posting that I do on the blog. And that would be... um, Kind of in the same vein as the Halloween Horror Con posts. Uh, basically, Christmas chaos. Just a fun way for me to enjoy the holiday with you, my readers. And, you know, just kind of oddball old commercials and random stuff I find related to the holiday that I think is fun and worth sharing. So I hope everyone enjoys it. It seems everyone really likes when I post old McDonald's commercials, which is great because I like looking at old McDonald's commercials. I like McDonald's. I know it's not the best for me, but look, it's a dollar cheeseburger, you know, (laughs) but I've always liked those old commercials and obviously I'm not the only one, you know, I was just saying it was Christmas and this is a awkward way for me to segue into the first thing I wanted to talk about. I just got back from the family dollar. I had to run some errands. I had to uh, go to our P.O. box. You know, my wife and I live in an apartment and the mail is horrible. So we got a P.O. box. Um, just to, so we don't have to really worry about our mail and just go in and whenever we want and grab our stuff, you know. Um, so I had to do that and I needed, I needed to go by the family dollar to grab some chicken broth. My wife made some delicious homemade chicken soup the other day and we, we have plenty of ingredients left to make another batch. So she wanted to make another pot up so we'd have plenty of it to last all week, you know, just dip out a bowl when you're hungry, you know, that kind of thing. But we needed more chicken broth. So I went into the Family Dollar to do that. And of course, being Christmas time, Family Dollar had out all their extra Christmas stuff. You know, they had the, of course, the decorations and stocking stuff for uh, candy and all that. But just like every year, they have the excess of uh, toys, you know, in addition to what they normally have, their normal little toy aisle. They have this whole excess of toys for people coming in and buying stuff, you know. And just like every year, they normally have their kind of They're kind of store brand military sets and dolls and little stuff like that. But they always have uh, robots in which I've always been looking. I've been looking forward to this, uh, I'd say, since October for when Family Dollar and Dollar General started getting their discount store robots for Christmas. So I went to go check them out. And, you know, last time I went was about halfway through November. The wife and I went to a couple of Dollar Generals and Family Dollars just kind of looking at their decorations because my wife loves to decorate. And believe it or not, those discount stores are like a gold mine of great decorative things. You would never think. But we went to go look at all those, and I noticed them before, but this time I noticed again that they had um, Power of the Primes, uh, Transformers Power of the Primes figures there. Uh, this one in particular, the one by my house, had uh, the Terracons, which I've already got. But I know a lot of people have had a hard time finding them, or so I've seen. So here's another place for them to find them, I assume. But they also had the Wave 3 Prime Masters, which I've seen them a few times before. I've seen them at Target. I've seen them at actually the last, that trip I told you guys about just a minute ago, or her and I going to a couple of different stores. Uh, I'm not allowed to buy them. I am assuming, I'm assuming they're uh, going to show up in a Christmas present the way my wife told me I can't buy anything. Um, <laughs> it's cute. But they look great in person. And, you know, I, I love Prime Masters. Uh, Prime Masters are probably the 
The Prime Masters and the Evolution Leader figures are some of the main reasons I really like Power of the Prime so much. Um, but I'm going to talk about the Prime Masters here for a second, being that I've always been a big, big fan of Pretenders. And this incarnation of them, this homage, is just right. It's just perfect. Um, I always wanted an update of them, and in minifigure form, it's perfect. You know, I don't care that the inner robot doesn't transform like the original toy. It turns into like an odd kind of a Power Master homage. In fact, I love the way that they've combined Power Master homages and Pretender homages into one thing. I think that's perfect, you know. And I like the way the armor turns into guns as well. I think that's a good use of it. It's just, it's a, to me, it's a good way to use that pretender shell in a modern toy. Not to mention, I like small toys, so it's just right. You know, I'm kind of sad that Prime Masters are as limited as they are. There's only so many of them. I wish there was more of them. Um, and I've seen on Shapeways, I've seen at least one guy. One guy's site doing this, uh, his store, excuse me, his store on Shapeway is doing this. And I'm sure there's a few others, I just haven't seen him, where he's doing a Prime Master upgrade kits. You know, he's got the basic uh, weapons. So you can have the weapons the original Pretender versions these characters had, which is awesome. And he also had upgrade kits where you can um, upgrade the shells into other characters. Like it's got... You know, a Prime Master, the basic body's kind of the same. It's the front piece that folds up is where the uh, character is, and then the arms. Well, this is a replacement for that part and the arms. It's got a bunch of different characters. Uh, you got to paint them, of course. But it's a really cool idea. I'm really tempted to do this. It's um right up my alley. You know what I mean? It's just perfect. But also, while I was at Family Dollar, I... Uh, I didn't see a whole lot of Christmas bootlegs. Um, maybe if I went to Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning has become like the source of Christmas robot. Well, actually, just any time of year, robot bootleg toys. So I need to check out Tuesday morning and see what they have, you know. But while I was there, I did see what they had. And it's kind of what they had last year. A large selection of Mars converters, which is fine. Mars converters is, you know. I don't, I, I don't think I've ever bought a Mars converter toy, so I can't tell you how good they are, but I've always taken notice of them. They look like pretty good toys for discount toys, you know. The ones I always see lately are like $10, and they're kind of large, about the size of a Transformers Voyager. And you got, got ones that turn into cars and jets and tanks, and uh, lately they've had these dragon backslash dinosaur ones that have been pretty cool. And while I was there, I noticed a newer one of those, they, they seem to have a bunch of the red. He's kind of like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, kind of like a dragon. They've always got that guy the past year or two. And they, they had one I haven't noticed for it was a Stegosaurus. So it was kind of blue. And I don't know if I liked it or whatever, but I did take notice in it and say, hey, that's cool. They've, they've got more, you know. Last year was the first time I noticed the, uh, the jet and tank in this assortment, which I keep... Hemming and hawing over buying because you know, it's only ten dollars. It's not like I'm out a lot if it's a piece of crap or anything. It's just you know, it's one of those things, right, man? Do I even want to buy it? You know, so I keep noticing them, and I've seen this guy. I was like, wow, that's really that's really neat. Maybe I'll make it out to another one here sooner or later and take advantage of what they've got. Maybe they'll have a. Maybe I'll have a bigger set of options on the discount robots. I've said before how much I really, really enjoy looking at discount store robots. 
Now, talking about dinosaur toys there also awkwardly segues into something else I wanted to talk about this month's episode. And that would be the coolest Kinder Egg promotion I've seen in a long time. It was over this past summer. Um, You can still find them in stores and odds and ends. And that would be the Kinder Eggs for the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom movie. Um, You know, the movie came out this summer. It was a big hit. Um, Everyone loves Jurassic Park. I love Jurassic Park. I was actually talking to my wife this weekend. Uh, Hold on one second. (coughs) Excuse me. I, I tried to move away so I wouldn't cough directly into the microphone. If it was loud, I apologize. I was talking to my wife this weekend how I've I finally, the past two years, I've made it a point to try to get all of the Jurassic Park films on disc. I've got all the original ones on VHS. Even though I still have a VCR stuck somewhere, that's getting kind of practically useless. And, you know, we've had Jurassic World on Blu-ray for a few years now. So I was like, let me start. I wanted to start getting the rest of them. You know, I got Fallen Kingdom. I got the first one. I still need to get... uh you know, uh, Lost World and Jurassic Park 3, and then I'll have them all on disc. And I was using, I was making a point to tell her that's because, you know, I really love Jurassic Park. I love, I've always, it's one of my favorite film series. And it's kind of funny because the first Jurassic Park is like, I guess it's, it's almost 30 years old. It's going on 30 years old. It's over, it's like 25 years old now. I guess that's more appropriate to say 25 years old. Go, it'll be 30 before you know it. Excuse me. That's like an American classic already. You know, that's going to be probably go down to history as one of the greatest movies of all time, or at least in my opinion, I think so. And then the sequels are really fun B movies. You know, they're sci fi ish. <laughs> you know, they're dinosaur chases people and eats them with a big, they're really big budget B movies that are 100% enjoyable. They're just, they're a little silly. They're a little bit of a reach, but I still love them, you know. And Kinder, I love buying, uh, Kinder eggs. And here in America, they finally started selling Kinder eggs here. I think it was last year, but it's the Kinder Joy, not the full chocolate egg. It's the Kinder Joy where it's in a package where you separate half of it's got the toy in it and the other half's got this uh, chocolate candy. It's kind of like a cream thing and it comes with a spoon. You can dip it out and eat it. Uh, It's really good. (laughs) But, you know, they've done their own Kinder brand toys. They've got a they did a Frozen thing. I think they're on a Disney Princess thing now. They got a Star Wars thing now, which has been pretty fun. I really like the Easter ones from last year. But this summer, they did a Jurassic Park uh, promotion. Or should I say Jurassic World The Fallen Kingdom? Because the newest movie was Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom, of course. And this, these toys in here were like some of the... You know, I don't want to say they're the best Kinder toys I've ever gotten, but they just might be because I really like Kinder robots. Whenever you get those odd robot kits to be in the random Kinder egg, I always really like those. But these might be a little bit better because they're just really cool toys. And if you didn't get any, next time you see one in a store, if you still see a Jurassic World one, go ahead and grab it. This is a cool little toy inside. What You got... um. I feel like I have to say, you know, when you buy the the regular uh, Kinder Egg, I've done developed a pattern of shaking it to decide if, to figure out if I got a toy in there or the weird little games. Like they offset, 
the good toys with those kind of odd games where you use the shell and it's got a top or something. I've, I've developed a way to find the feel if I've got a toy in there or not. All the Jurassic World one ones, World one ones, well, excuse me, <laughs> were all toys. So you don't have to worry about shaking it to find if there's a game. But it's all completely blind packaged, so it's kind of a look at the draw, which one you get. And there was a kind of a large selection of them. I think there's about six different dinosaurs. So you'd probably buy quite a bit of Kinders to get try to get each one of them. I didn't get each one of them. In fact, I think I got a, a lot of the same ones, but I didn't care. These are so cool, I could, did not care. And what was in there was, of course, a little plastic dinosaur. That's not what, that's what makes it so awesome. Um, you had a, I want to say they were going to dark. You had a toy skeleton of the dinosaur. And then just like I was talking about pretenders earlier, the skin of the dinosaur snapped around a skeleton, like a pretender armor. And the, the dinosaur skin was kind of a, almost like a metallic -y plastic. So you had this cool skeleton. I swear they glow in the dark. I could be crazy because I never tried it. They just look like they would. <laughs> so they probably didn't. And then you had to snap around dinosaur skin to make them. Now they're alive dinosaurs. But there'd always be a little spot or two in the skin where the skeleton would poke out some like for say the triceratops horns or the bottom of the tail of the stegosaurus, you know, stuff like that. These are such great toys. And of course, being Kinder, it had like a little extra in the egg. It had these little cool cardboard inserts where you can make a little diorama with your dinosaur. And if you had the Kinder app, you could use it with it. And I guess it would do something special. I didn't use the app or anything. But these are like the best little dinosaur toys maybe ever. I want to say maybe ever because I've been eyeing these Jurassic Park toys at the store lately. That's like a... Uh, it's like a toy dinosaur and then like a vehicle that was used to capture the dinosaur. Like it's got a net or a capture claw or whatever. They're about the size of Hot Wheels. And I'm very tempted to start buying these things because they're just too cool for school. Um, but these are really great. You know, I'm looking at the selection now so I can tell you each dinosaur they had, if you care to know. And you probably do because you're listening to Transform Squadron. And you're like, yeah, Jurassic Park's awesome. So there was a Brontosaurus. I I know Brontosaurus is like the layman's term for that type of dinosaur and not its technical name anymore. But you know what I'm talking about. There was the Tyrannosaurus, of course. There was a Raptor, of course. Once again, I, I know the Jurassic Park version of the Raptor is not technically correct. But it's a movie about a theme park full of living dinosaurs. It, it, it's, it's not going to be reality-based, okay? <laughs> There's the Triceratops, which is probably my favorite of the Bat Bunch. Um, There's a Stegosaurus. There was an Ankylosaurus. A Mosasaurus, which I think I ended up with more Mosasauruses than I did anything else. And, and its skeleton form almost looks like an alligator. And then there was the uh, Pteranodon, which was probably the worst of the set. And when I say worst, is the toy's fine. Just instead of, you know, when you think of a Pteranodon, you think of these 
wings spread open, bah, about to fly. Well, he's kind of standing in it with his like wings forward, and he almost looks like a. Uh, it almost looks like to try to sculpt a raptor or something, and it end up becoming a, tyrannos, uh, a pteranodon in the process. Like they end up adding the wings to it. So it's it's definitely an acceptable toy. It's just not what you expect when you think of a pteranodon. Totally great set of figures. And like I said, if next time you're at a store and you see one of those Jurassic World branded Kinder eggs, snatch it up. You know, they're probably not going to last much longer. You know, they done moved on to Star Wars and, of course, back to standard Kinder Eggs on their selection. So you, there's probably not a lot of them out there still. I know every time I see one, I grab one because it's just they're such great toys, you know. Now, I just talked for a few minutes about Kinder Toys. What I'm doing right now is segueing into the big meat of the show here, and I'm just not segueing very well. I wanted this month to talk about a, a, a specific Transformer toy that I've always really liked. Um, one of the best molds, in my opinion. Maybe not yours, but that's okay. It's okay if we disagree. I don't mind. Uh, one of the best Transformer molds, in my opinion, or one of my favorite, maybe not in best, maybe that's not the best way to say, and that would be Night Slash Cheetor from Beast Machines. Now, in case you're not aware, Night Slash Cheetor was, I guess it was the second version of Cheetor for Beast Machines. The first being the Mega Class figure that was a perfectly acceptable toy. Perfectly great toy, just could have been better. And Night Slash Cheetor did that. Uh, they made a more show accurate toy, a more solid figure. You know, he's a much more, he was a deluxe class, not a mega class. Mega class was a prior price point that they just don't have anymore. It was like a mid range between just better than deluxe but not quite at that $20 price range yet. And above that was 25 bucks and you're pretty much curtailed off unless they made some sort of Supreme class version. Um, now deluxe is $20. So I guess that, that phrasing is just right out the window, but he was a deluxe figure who was about as big as that mega class figure. And like I said, just a better representation of the character looked more like he did in the show. Uh, arguably a better toy. I thought it was a better toy. He had uh, he had Cheetor swords from the show, which the Mega Class toy did not have. He used his tail as sort of a whip, sword, speary, nondescript melee weapon. This had his swords, and they stored on his shoulders. And you flip. They had a little trigger buttons on the shoulder that where they would flip into his hand, kind of like a trigger cock. Or trigger bot, I guess. And on his back was his jetpack. And if he moved it like a switch, he would chop them hands about, swishing his swords. I thought this was great. This is a great mold. Only problem is, for whatever reason, you notice how I called him Night Slash Cheetor? Well, that just wasn't a catchy name. They, get, they put him in a stealth color set, meaning he was... Everyone wants to say black. It was more of a super dark blue, like a really dark, almost black blue with orange accents, like his toes and his chest and his little spots and all that were orange. It was a very odd choice. It still looked really good, 
but there's still a bit of, I did, it didn't bother me too different, too much that his colors were different, but there's quite a few people who, who were unhappy about this because here it was finally a, a really good show accurate version of Cheetor here and use different colors. But once again, like I said, it didn't really bother me, not 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 at all, really. And I thought it was a great figure. And I remember later, I think this came out um, in two thousand one. I, I think if, if if I remember correctly, it was February when I got mine. Yeah, excuse me. I think it was. I think it was February two thousand one. It feels like that because I know it was before spring. <laughs> so January, February, something like that. I remember it was a very cold, rainy Saturday. I had um. I had went with my mom to go get some uh, stuff at Walmart and I had um, just moved back home from an apartment I had. I had an apartment with my uh, friend and I had to move back home for a few months and I moved back into another apartment with another friend and this was like maybe a good month or so before I moved in with this other friend in another apartment and it turned out those few months where I stayed with my mom. And I remember I went with my mom to Walmart. I think I was all of 22. Yeah, I was a whopping 22 years old. And I went to went to Walmart with my mom. And there they had Beast Machine toys were really kind of hit or miss in my area as far as stocking was. They were either really well stocked or first way for like a couple of years, for like all the two years of it. Um. And went in there and I checked the toy department and they got a whole bunch of new Transformers. Heck yeah, man. And I remember I bought Nightflash Cheetor. I bought Rapticon, which was a repaint of Transmetal 2 Dinobot. And I bought Beast Changer, which, you know, that was Noble Backslash Savage from the cartoon. His toy was named uh, Beast Changer. I remember I bought those three. And I just, out of the three, even though I really liked that, Dinobot mold as far as brand new Beast Machines molds. Man's Night Slash Cheetor was like my favorite so far. So I had him and I really liked him. I was really happy with him. Later that summer, I went to BotCon in Durham, North Carolina. And while I was looking around the room, I saw a custom toy that made me double take. And I don't mean double take as in huh? I mean, it was almost comical. So, what? 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 what, 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 what huh? What? <laughs> it was a Night Slash Cheetor in proper show colors. Perfect. Looked perfect. Just like Cheetor was off of that TV show and in that J card package sitting on a dealer's table. And he had a couple of them. I think it was about two or three of them. And I, I just kept going, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I was holding the handful of dollars I was about to give this dealer for the toy. I, f I forget the toy I was purchasing. And I was just, what's a wah And I had this perfect cheetor sitting there. And it was actually, I think, the dealer's wife. She was helping him. And she's like, is everything okay? I was like, where do where you get that? Where do where you get that? <laughs> I was so dumbfounded. I didn't know this existed. <clears throat> and she laughed and she's like, and she pointed out he had done went across the room to buy something. And she said, he made a couple of those to sell here. And I was like, oh, it's a custom. 
And she was like, yeah, we, I helped them glue the, the card back on there. I was like, yeah, you can't even tell it. You could not tell it was opened. It looked like it was factory sealed. Usually when those things, there's like the, where the, the paper has been torn, where it's been pulled off or whatever. Not even that. It was perfectly done. And she just kind of laughed. Like, yeah, I helped them match the paint. We did those all um, last week before we came here. I was like, wow, those are really good. They cost them more I could, than I could swing, so I didn't buy one. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what the price was. I just knew it was. I was there on a, uh, a, a hope and a prayer and just enough money to do the trip. And that was just a little more than I could swing at the time. I can't remember exactly how much, but it was out of the question. <laughs> but I always kept that in mind. It's such a cool, cool, excuse me, such a cool custom. Well, you know, that summer Beast Machines came to an end. Transformers Robots in the Sky started up that late summer fall. Beast Era was arguably over. Some people like to say Robots in the Skies was the last of Beast Era because it had Predacons, and that's a fair that's a fair argument. You could you could say uh, Robots in the Skies is part of Beast Era. I don't have a problem with that. Well, a year later, following Botcon. One of the exclusives reused that mold, this Great Knight slash Cheetor mold, as Cat Scan. Cat Scan, it was funny too because for those of you who uh, just aren't in the know or who are uh, maybe wanting around the fandom at the time or maybe you were a toddler or whatever, um, maybe you just weren't around the fandom at the time or whatever, the, the old days of BotCon prior to fun pub the exclusives were kept a secret and it was a wide widely kept fandom thing to keep it a secret like don't talk about it and we we pretty much did so i was standing in line i remember i was standing in line saturday morning to get my exclusives i didn't go to the dinner i i went to pre-reg with some friends that friday afternoon got my tap out keychain and my comic and all that in my pre-reg box and I came back to pick up my uh, Saturday morning is when us who didn't go to dinner would have to had to get our toys, you know. So I was in line to pick up my uh, pre, my toys that I bought during pre-registration. It was a large one and a small one. And I heard someone kept saying Cheetor and Jetfire colors. And I was like, oh, really? Now, at that point, it had done leaked out. A little bit before that, the large toy was actually Cyclonus. It was Cyclonus made from the, uh, I guess, Supreme, not Supreme, Ultra. The the, the name the name class is. Uh, it's been a lot longer than I'd like to remember. I guess uh, it was the twenty five dollar price class. I'm laughing because that's now what a Voyager is. At the time, that was the five dollar better version of Voyager. It had like, it was a little bit bigger, had some lights and sounds and stuff like that. It was that version of Jetstorm made into Cyclonus and it was just beautiful. They did a great job with it. But the other one, no one knew. So you see, you had, that year we had four exclusives and it seemed like a mountain. We're like, wow, how many exclusives this year? This is getting really expensive. We can't afford it. Guys, you could afford it. I think it was like $100 for everything. But the smallest exclusive came with the comic. It was $12. You bought a comic. And you got Well, you're buying technically the exclusive, and you got the comic with it. Dreamwave was having an issue with with uh, the con selling their own comic, so that's how they sold it so there wouldn't be a problem with Dreamwave. So you, it was a 
the first exclusive you got for pre-registration. If you pre-registered, you get tap. You got tap out. At the time, the Bumblebee and Cliff Jumper uh, keychains were all over stores, and this used those molds, which is essentially the G1B and Cliff Jumper molds with a little loop and a keychain added. So tap out with pre-registration was Cliff Jumper in like a, a metallic teal greenish color. It looked really great, and he came with an action card with his bio on it. The small $12 toy was Glyph made from Bumblebee. Um, it was like a metallic blue with an action card. Same kind of bag packaging as Tap Out. Just, to me, that was like the perfect idea for an exclusive. Just an inexpensive, neat thing. And that totally was it. And, of course, I just told you guys the larger exclusive was Cyclonus. Well, the smaller mid-range exclusive that I kept hearing people in line saying... Jetfire colored Cheetor turned out to be Cat Scan. And what Cat Scan was was a new Autobot medic made from Night Slash Cheetor in Ratchet's colors. I don't know where they got Jetfire. I guess it's similar colors because, you know, it's the red and the blue. It's a similar color, granted. But it was clear as a day on the box that it was a medic. You know, the box was making sure he knew he was a medic. So I was like, oh, okay, he's in Ratchet's colors. Okay, you know, I just ignored these guys. It was in a great box, too. It was like a, um, those old Gobotcon, they really went overboard, make sure those boxes were super ornate. And his box made it look like a data pad, and you could open it up, and it had, like, where he would touch and program it, and the screen had, like, what do you call it, that uh, lenticular art where you can move it back and forth. And, man, it was a great box. But inside was that awesome Night Slash Cheetor mold that I already really liked in a better color set. You know, that white and red looked wonderful on the mold. And a brand new character. Also, he had circuitry on him that was uh, glow-in-the-dark. Everyone knows I love glow-in-the-dark colors by now. That if you charged it up with the light, it would light up in the dark, showing his circuitry pulsating with electricity you know just a great figure this was a great exclusive i thought so it's up there with my favorite convention exclusives as in because obviously i really like this mold i've been talked about for a good 10 minutes now and i thought that was it you know of course they were using some beast machine molds here at the time botcon it was generally within the last year or so that they would use those toy molds so you could pretty much bet even though it was kept secret, we'd all uh, we'd all talk and wonder and speculate what the Botcon exclusives for next year was going to be, and it was always okay a toy from last year. <laughs> so that was it. You know, Robots in the Skies was wrapping up. Armada was starting, and even though Armada used some Beast Wars molds, that's kind of that's kind of ended the run as far as we knew. Of course, later in 03... They started cranking those Beast Wars molds back out for something called Transformers Universe. And Transformers Universe is a name that's been reused too much. It is just, they have reused that name too much. And its original incarnation was basically a repaint line, you know, obviously meant to fill out. See, Armada was selling gangbusters. So obviously, this was a quick way to. Get more product on the shelf. One second, let me get a drink of iced tea here. That is refreshing. But um, 
at the time, you know, a lot of solar guys will joke and say Transformers had about 20 toys a year. We're not kidding. It, it was very easy to collect Transformers when you were broke during the Beast era. Because there's about maybe 20 toys a year. And if you were broke, chances are you can go back to store later when you had some cash and still be there. I think the only exception to rule was Transmetal Black Arachnia. And in all honesty, I saw two of those at the same Kmart for a couple of years in a row. So even the hardest to find one, you probably had a honey hole somewhere, you know? But by Armada, things were changing. You know, the, they, the commemorative reissues that started, they already started selling reissues in Japan uh, the year prior. The SCF figures, the little PVC uh, <coughs> Transformers figures, were selling gangbusters in Japan so much that Hasbro was going to start bringing them out and selling them at like Walgreens and stuff like that on J cards. Um, that sort of thing. So they had to get Universe to get more product on the shelves. You know, it just was what it was. We went from like 20 toys a year to 100 something toys a year. And that was just that, you know. And now it's, man, what is it, like a million toys a year? Good Lord. It it it, it feels like, like it wasn't that long ago. But then I blink a few times and go, yeah, it does feel like it was a long time ago now. <laughs> you know. But a couple of years later. Now that was Botcon 02 I was talking about with Night Slash Cheetor getting reused for Cat Scan. A couple of years later, in uh, 2005, in that universe line I just described to you, they did Night Slash Cheetor one more again. One more again. They brought him back out. And this time in a pretty close to show accurate colors. Here he was. He was yellow like Cheetor was supposed to be. His spots were not black. They are kind of a dark green. Well, that's, that's okay, you know. And he had the red chest and red head, like his toes, and the parts that would be the translucent plastic was a dark red instead of orange or black or whatever. But it looked great. It was about as close as you got to a show-accurate version of this Cheetor. Aside from that custom I saw all the way back in 2001. That I couldn't afford at the time. But I totally could afford this $10 night slash Cheetor at my Walmart and I bought it. And you know what's funny? Even though this 05 version is closer to show-accurate. I still think I like that blue one better. You know, obviously, of the three versions of the mold, Cat Scan is my favorite. You know, it came out when BotCon exclusives. You didn't take them for granted, like in the later years of BotCon, how people just kind of took them for granted. They, they, they were more special at the time. You know, when the, I always say the glory days of BotCon, it didn't have a whole, there wasn't, it was a different animal. It was more, it was a fan convention that was officially recognized. And um, the mindset toward it was different. I mean, sure, there are some people that had uh, jaded or unhappy opinions regarding it, but not as many. You know, most people really regarded it really highly. And, you know, TFCon, 
I think TFCon started off in the early 2000s. And it was a it was a fan convention. And there was uh Cyber was it Cybercon Cyber Cyberfest or whatever. That was a smaller convention. Um I think in Washington. I think DairyCon was still start was starting around here too. And there was another one up around New York or so. I forget its name. It was a smaller Transformers convention. The point I'm getting to is there wasn't a lot of Transformers conventions. There were smaller regional ones that were like not that big. BotCon was like the big event. It was the Super Bowl of the year. It was the big event of the year for Transformers fans. It was almost like the year started up new. You know, Toy Fair, what New York Comic Con. I'm sputtering. Excuse me. Toy Fair was a big deal because that's like an industry thing. You know, that's where you got to find out stuff was coming out for the next year. San Diego Comic-Con was not really that big of a focus till about 05, I'd say. BotCon was like the Transformers prom of the year. It was like the big event of the year. We had this big push of news, all sorts of stuff. It was the big event of the year for Transformers fans. And a lot of us, those exclusives were super special. So Night Slash Cheetor as Cat Scan. The Cat Scan character, he gets a little couple extra brownie points for being one of those cherished BotCon exclusives from back in the day. But also because I just really like it. I, I like that medic character and those medic colors and that packaging. It was the perfect storm. But if I'm going to comp- compare Night Slash Cheetors, even though that 05 one was closer to a show accurate, not completely, but pretty darn near show accurate, I still think I like that blue one better. It just looks good. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things where you're like, wow, that just looks good. Well, speaking of looks good, Wow, that was horrible. I was going to make a segue about having to uh, get on out of here, but I think uh, taking a nap looks good right now. That's the joke I was making. Guys, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Transform Squadron, the podcast of ZoneBase.org. ZoneBase.org can be found at ZoneBase.org. Go figure. Transform Squadron is hosted at tfradio.net you can go there for all shows and showtimes and while you're there i'm sure brian kilby would love it if i told you guys to check out those amazon links guys i'm rob you can find me not just at zonebase.org but also on twitter and instagram at robo rob springer thanks everyone for listening i'm gonna get on out of here it's time for me to take a little nap before i go to work I've actually been working on zone base all day, doing a whole week's worth of updates all in one day. I took a buttload of pictures the night before, and I've just got done cropping and doing the little adjust button thing. <laughs> and I'm fixing to start writing some posts here and take myself a good couple hour nap before I got to go to work. So thanks everyone for listening. I'll be back in January. Hope everyone has a good Christmas. Hope everyone has a good happy new year. And Here comes the joke. I'll see you guys next year. Thanks for listening.